Hey everyone, and welcome back to Hope Ministries. I am the founder and your radio podcast host, Kenny. Excited to bring all the believers around the whole entire world a brand new message of hope and inspiration to help you continue that fight of faith. I know it's not easy, guys. You know, every single day there's something coming up. There's some new trial. There's some new obstacle that we have to overcome. But guys, we are overcomers. The word even says that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So for all you out there, I welcome you in. And you're, even for the ones who maybe are here for the first time, maybe you're not a believer in Christ. Maybe you saw this podcast or someone turned you to it, I welcome you as well, and I hope that every single word you hear today will lead you to a greater understanding of who Jesus is, show you why we worship Him, why we go to church, why we praise Him, and why we talk about Him so much, you know, why we have these conversations about the one who restored us, who healed us, and now equipped us to do all the good works that the gospel has bestowed upon us. So, guys, I have a few um, um, announcements to make. And I want to start off with yesterday. My beautiful fiance Laura is in the middle of a great series we're having at True Encounter Youth on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. And it's called Unmasking the Jezebel Spirit. Yes, yesterday we had part two, which was addressing the religious spirit. This spirit is something that, quite frankly, lives and dwells in churches, tries to cause division, is always condemning people, always judging people, always super critical about everything, always wants to have all the grace in the world for itself, but no grace for anybody else. Everyone has to live exactly by the law, do exactly as I say, and if you don't do it, you're not pleasing God, and that's one of the most hidden, I guess, biased, deceptive ways to be a leader in a church or or a member of the gospel. So, you know, um, to me, uh, it's a great series. Uh, I hope you guys are able to make it next Wednesday. I'm giving you a whole week advancement to come next Wednesday. We weren't able to go live last night, but we are, we will go live in our last segment. And next Wednesday at 8 p.m., we close the series out with the Antichrist spirit. So, guys, please prepare um, whatever you have to do to be there next Wednesday or tune in live on Facebook at about 8.15 p.m. next week. But yes, tremendous message by Laura. I love you, babe. You are amazing and just keep at it. Speaking about Laura, my next announcement is that this Saturday is her bridal shower. And uh, I hope all the ladies have been invited will show up there and, and support her. Uh, I am the male, I'm the, the groom here, and I've asked many grooms before how it works, and you gotta show up like an hour or two or something. Um, if it were up to me, I would have been there for a while. I love celebrating things with my fiance, with Laura, but I do wanna give the ladies you know, their ladies time. And uh, from there, I'll probably show up with some flowers to greet her, and I really hope she has a great time and she enjoys everything. I know my mother and Nikki are just organizing everything, so I'm putting it in their hands and all trust in Jesus that they know exactly what Laura wants. So guys, no more preambles, no more announcements. Um, Let's get to the topic. The topic of today is called the purgatory of peer pressure. Yes, you heard that correctly. Why am I talking about peer pressure? Ken, what's up with that? Well, Peer pressure is something that is very alive and active. Um, back in my, when I was young, back in my day, I sound like an old man, like back in my day. No, back when I was, you know, in high school and everything in the early 2000s, um, 
you know, uh, peer pressure was very face to face. It was all about, remember in health class, they taught us sex, drugs, and alcohol. Those are the three things that like, oh, peer pressure, like, you know, be careful of those people who say, hey, have a cigarette, or hey, drink this beer, or the girl saying like, hey, let's have sex, or the guy, whatever, you know, um, uh, video they put up there. But in all reality, it has evolved significantly. Um, peer pressure is something that I have seen really uh, cause individuals to become something they never wanted to become, nor were they ever designed or created to become that. There's so many people out there in the world who are suffering because they want to do uh, what their peers are doing and want to please their peers, but a lot of their peers just don't care. Let's just keep it real. Peer pressure is a, is basically a bunch of people who want other people to be like them, but they don't really care about the other people. That sounds very wordy and very redundant, but to make it more, I guess, easy to understand, there are people out there living their lives who want to gain followers, who want to gain um, people who, who love them and praise them, but they don't really care about them because they themselves are broken. They need validation. They need people to say that. They don't really care about the person cheering them on. And the worst part is the person cheering them on who wants to become like them also is broken. So nobody wins. Peer pressure is something that really is just, again, it's evolved because back in the time of face-to-face, -face, it, it was just, you know, hey, like, do you want a drink? And you would have to make a decision on the spot. Now you wake up in the morning with one eye open, you scroll through Instagram, you say, oh my God, it's it's 9 a.m. This guy's already worked out for three hours at the gym. This girl already sold four cars at her job. This person already invested in the stock market. This person's on vacation. I don't know how he can afford that. This person, and you keep going, you scrolling through all this nonsense and, I, and I, I see it every day because even forget about the world perspective in the church perspective it's the same thing oh you wake up in the morning and you see that you know la hermana you know uh, um, fulana is already four pages deep in her devotional or you know brother you know marco is is now at church praying for six hours or the other person's on the third day of their daniel fast you know you keep thinking oh my god i gotta keep up with the time i gotta go fast i gotta go pray guys that's peer pressure you, you know again it, it, when you are pressured to do something by other people it's as simple as that and you know I, I call it a purgatory because guys if you know what a purgatory is in the roman catholic um and their belief system, they believe that there is a place you go to where you get literally tormented for your sins slash cleansed, and then you go to heaven. This time period can be X amount of days. Now, just for the record, to clear the air, I don't believe that. We believe in Jesus Christ that he came here, died for our sins over here, gave us freedom. We confessed with our mouth and believed in our hearts that he is Lord. We served him here, showed fruit of it, and then we go to heaven after. Obviously, if you don't do that, the other place is hell. So um, I call it a purgatory because purgatory is a negative connotation. And of course, peer pressure is just as negative. So a purgatory can also be described as mental anguish or suffering. So guys, realize something. When you're living a life based on trying to please your peers, whether they know it or not, you're living in a constant anguish and suffering. Because think about it this way. There'll be things you do for them or things you want to cheer them on. And if they don't give you the proper response, you're broken. You, you, you almost falter. You fold like a lawn chair. And it's like, now what do I do now? Like now this person hates me. And now you have a worse self-image. Now your self-esteem, which is already an all-time low, has, find a new, has found a new all-time low. 
Um, I want to give a definition of peer pressure because it's basically the influence of members of one's peer group. You know, so you know, I want you guys to right now examine your friends and see who those people are in your life because this is the second definition of peer pressure. It is the effect on an individual who gets encouraged to follow their peers by what? Changing their attitudes, their values, or their behaviors, guys, to conform to those of the influencing group. Guys, I was a victim to this. I've seen many victims to this. I've seen so many people. Let's just talk about both sides. People in the world who leave jobs to go do something else that someone else is happy doing, who spend so much money to get a nice car but can't even pay for food, or even in the church. People who are trying to compete with each other. Oh, he preached, so I'm gonna preach, and I'm gonna make sure I preach louder and longer. Or she's saying, I'm gonna hit a higher note next time. And these are things that happen. Peer pressure, honestly, sometimes, guys, is an invisible killer. Why? Because no one talks about it, no one accepts that it's their problem, but in reality, because of the orphan spirit, because mom and dad weren't there, because your siblings rejected you, because your friends rejected you, this tends to build up, and you tend to gravitate to people to get to claw almost a like claw into them and say please love me peer pressure makes you change your attitudes guys i used to come home and give my mom and dad an attitude because i saw it at my friend's house or i saw it on the street and i would go there and guys i'm in, I'm in a spanish family so my mom corrected that real quick and you know my values even changed. I remember I look at my mom and dad and say, "Well, my my friends' parents work full-time jobs, and they're doctors and lawyers and this and that. And you guys are quote-unquote pastors. What's that all about? I don't get that. You guys got to change your values because you're not making money." Well, guys, jokes on me because I am now full-time ministry, and I realized back then that I said all those things because of what I saw and what I fed into. It's the system of culture that wants to suck you in and just make you do exactly what it wants you to do. Just be a part, have no significance, shut your mouth, and just do as I say. And even behaviors, guys, there's behaviors that happen. You tend to isolate yourself. You tend to become very sharp as far as um, being offended very quickly or being, you know, like, oh no, like resentful or lack of forgiveness coming to your heart or bitter. It can change you to the point where you start speaking like you don't speak before. There was a friend of mine and I noticed that they would always adapt to the environment they're in. They would always change their tone. If they were in like maybe Queens, they would have more of a Queens accent. If they were in Brooklyn, a Brooklyn accent. If they're back in Long Island, back more of like, you know, I guess the, 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 the Jappy accent, you know, something that's more of like, hey, how you doing? You know, so like they would always, they would never be themselves. And to me, that sounds mentally, physically exhausting. It sounds like it's like, you know, like, wh what is that? Like, how can I possibly ever become me if I'm always around other people? You know, you have to know who you are. You have to love who you are in order not to fall into peer pressure. So and one thing about peer pressure also that's just really, it's almost, it's so true. And it's, it just carries so much weight that unlike many things, there's no demographic for peer pressure. For instance, peer pressure is not going to overlook you because you're tall, because you're fat, because you're 90, because you're 10, because you're you're Spanish, because you're African American, because you have a rich family or a poor family. No, it doesn't care about anything. It if you don't have identity and if you don't have understanding of who Jesus is, of who you are in Jesus, chances are you're going to fall into peer pressure. And guys, nowadays it's all over social media. 
is everywhere. People are putting their highlight films on these applications and we're all looking at them and we're all thinking, wow, if I could just be that person. But you don't see their struggles. You don't see what they go through. You know, I want to give you guys advice because like I said, back in my when I was younger, it was face to face. Now it's social media. Um, I think that one of the greatest weapons against peer pressure is conversations with people, talking to them and normalizing them, not because they inflated themselves, but because you and your thoughts of them inflated them. When you can talk to them and understand them, there was times where I didn't like people and I spoke to them and I said, wow, I was an idiot for not liking them because I drew up a whole picture about them that was never true. And I want you guys to understand that, that peer pressure, it becomes an image in your mind that somebody is so spectacularly perfect without flaw that you think if I become like them or do what they want or do what they do, I will find my identity and rest in peace. Now, the word does say, Paul said, Apostle Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. I, I see nothing wrong and I want to actually furthermore encourage you to follow people who are walking according to the ways of Jesus. This is not peer pressure. It's the flip side of the coin. It is peer influencing. It is peer positivity. It is showing people there is a way to live outside of peer pressure because just as much as peer pressure exists, we have to be peer influencers. We have to show people, hey, I went through what you went through and look what God did in me. Look what's happening over here. Look how I had a victory because of Christ Jesus. Look how I'm persevering because I don't want to fall into peer pressure. Guys, I had to realize in my life when I came to Christ that I said, Lord, I tried it not only my ways, but I tried it everybody's ways and it never worked. So I actually came up with my own definition of what peer pressure is because I want to tie it more to the spiritual. And my definition is, is a foreign deceptive desire to do something that does not align with the will of God simply because other people are doing it. Guys, I can't sit here and begin to count how many young Christians I've seen who have fallen into the nasty trap or snare of peer pressure, not only inside the church, but outside the church. I've seen so many young Christians leave the church because they wanted to go drink and party and do what they want to do and go to concerts and do all these things on Friday nights, on Bible study nights, on service Sundays, whatever it may be, you're going out there and you're desiring it. But guys, that's where it starts. Your eyes are seeing it on social media. You're seeing it day after day after day. So it has been a seed that was planted, that was buried. Now it's watered. Now it's a full rooted one. Now it's grown, it's given fruit, and now you want to do it. That's why the word says that sin in its mature state, its greatest state, is death. It takes you away from God. Peer pressure does this to us. If we're sitting in a church and we're scrolling through Instagram about somebody who's partying in Europe, what do you think you're going to want to do in that moment? To go lift up your hands and worship God or get out of there, buy a ticket and go to Europe with that person? You have to beware of what your eyes are seeing. The word says the eyes are the lamp of the body. Whatever it sees, if it's good, the body's good. If it's bad, the body's bad. If you keep going through other people's highlight films and you're avoiding, obviously, all the flaws and mistakes and weaknesses they have, you're going to end up forming this whole entire robot of perfection and try to attain it, and it's unattainable. Because the culture, everything in this world will wither away. It'll die, but my word shall remain forever. The word of God says. So, guys, you know, I'm seeing almost an alarming rate of young Christians 
who are trying to be passionate about people who are passionate of the world, but not trying to do what other brothers and sisters around the world who love to serve God want to do. There's a problem here. There's a tie. There's a soul tie still to the world. Guys, I actually left my ministry back in Junction Boulevard in Corona, Queens. I left there at the age of 16 because I saw my brother and sister drinking and partying and doing everything that was fun. I was part of sports teams. I was popular in high school. So I said, what am I doing here? I have to go be there for my peeps, my peers, all my friends who love me. Guess what, guys? Today, right now, I speak to you live and direct. All the people I spoke to in high school, minus maybe two or three, I don't talk to anymore. Now, it's not, not, not because they're wicked or because, no, because they, that wasn't really, there was, I wasn't finding a foundation. I wasn't finding identity in them. Although I tried one by one and day by day and, and party by party, I never got what I wanted. Yes, I had sex. Yes, I drank. Yes, I smoked. Yes, I went out and party. Yes, I went on vacation with them. But it was never what I really wanted. Because guys, the flesh never is never satisfied but the spirit every single time we sow into that flesh the spirit dies and dies and we don't really think that we need to resuscitate anymore but we think that we have to drift over and keep feeding our flesh so i call it a foreign deceptive desire because you don't like it and you don't want it guys how many of us are trying to do something that quite frankly we don't really want i mean let's put it this way let me give you a definition or, or or let me just kind of like word it out for you Peer pressure can make us run with all our energy towards something that we actually don't even desire. I mean, think about that. It's like, just because you saw somebody else on their grind, selling whatever they're selling, and doing their thing, and making money, and getting girls, or getting guys, and dressing nice, and getting all this you know, you know, uh, service from other people, you wanna become like that. Guys, I realized that my whole life was basically trying to attain what what made others broken. Think about that. It wasn't their answer. And it's still to, to this day is not their answer. But I found something that I really needed. I found it inner I found it I found inner peace. I found trust in God. I found love. I found someone who loved me for who I am. And wherever I go, I don't need someone to say, hey, this is what I want to tell you. Hey, I want to give you this. No, I know that wherever I go, I am sufficient in Christ Jesus and there's nothing I cannot do. There's nothing that I need anymore. He is living water. He's living bread. He is the word of God. He is the He's a resurrection. He is the life. Everything that I need was in Christ Jesus. Now, do I still have my moments of suffering, of frustration, moments where ups and downs? Of course I do. But the fact is, I never take my eye off the ball. I never remove myself from the point where, well, Jesus couldn't do this. So, because many of us get to the point where we start talking like that. Well, God, I think God wants me to do, and I feel the Spirit is leading me. No, you cannot talk like that as a mature Christian your whole life. You have to differentiate what's happening and how to approach certain things. If you guys want to be happy, and what your calling is, you gotta find Christ. Christ is that peace that we need to understand who we are. So I wanna leave you guys with this last thing, how to overcome peer pressure. Number one, guys, you have to understand the significance of inner healing. I think we all seem to grasp that God blesses, God protects, God gives gifts, God gives provision, but we're missing out on that one key piece that God wants to take the inner baggage off of you and remove anything that hinders you from doing exactly 
what he made you to do. I mean, if you guys believe it or not, right now I'm recording this on my iPhone. Before I got this iPhone, all the manufacturers were looking at the iPhone, making sure there's no defective, nothing defective. There's nothing that was causing it to be damaged. Everything had to be ready because I was going to pay for this product. So they don't want to give something that's defective because then they got to give something for free, right? So God is cleaning things because when something has been removed of these def- of these um, defects. Now, what do I mean by that? We're not going to be perfect. God's not going to take everything out of our lives, but God's going to give us a new life because the word says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that the old is gone. It went away and the new is here. Guys, if you are still a believer that pe- you have to please your peers, you're going to fall into so many various traps where you're going to keep trying to please people and do exactly what they want to do, which leads me to my second way to overcome overcome peer pressure is you must understand that if you're not healed from within you are you are destined to fall back into the cycles of pleasing people and not loving people Galatians 1.10 says, I'm obviously not trying to flatter you or water down my message to be popular with men. My supreme passion is to please God, for if all I attempt to do is please people, I would not be a true servant of God. I truly believe everyone listening right now, uh, whether you're a believer or non-believer, if you understand that your whole life mission is to to, to, to please people, you're never going to be satisfied because why? You'll always meet somebody that one day says you're awesome and the next day says you're horrible. You'll meet people who say one day I love what you posted and the next day I hate what you posted. Guys, people fluctuate, they move, they, they, they vary, they change from day to day. But I love what the word says that Jesus is the same as yesterday, today, and forever. If you say consistent, you or you, if you say consistent in his consistency, You'll always have someone who, no matter what, even if you fail and you fall out of it, who loves you. Isn't that a victory? Isn't that more than enough than what this world has to offer us? Now, we must love people. We must go beyond and above the extra mile to love them, to be there for them, to give them what they need. But if you're going to go try to crowd surf and and get people to love you and get people to, to, to okay and validate you, it is going to be a slow, painful death. And you'll, be, you'll get to old age and you'll still feel that no one ever loved you, which is a shame. So I want to give you this quote. And it is the supreme passion to please God has to significantly outweigh the supreme passion to please people. That's something I want you guys to take with you today. And I'll say it one more time if you want to write it down. The supreme passion to please God must, absolutely must, outweigh significantly the passion to please people so you guys have to really take that to a different level you have to realize that right now my passion to want to please what my father in heaven says over my life must outweigh everything and anything that this world is trying to make me serve or trying to make me passionate about Guys, I've been in these situations before, and I encourage all of you to examine your lives, examine your friends, examine the people you you follow on social media. Guys, I did a whole social media cleanse. I have done fasts, but I think a cleanse is more important because I think a lot of people are so bound to social media that a fast 
won't always work, even though it's very significant, but do a cleanse. And what's a cleanse? Go through all the people you follow and start unfollowing people that make you feel insignificant, that make you do things you don't want to do, that encourage the flesh over encouraging the spirit. Follow people that when you scroll, you see a verse, you see encouragement, you see a, a story of triumph, you see a testimony, you see them going to church, you see a prayer service, you see somebody else post about something good. Follow people who are positive. And if you, have, if you want to follow people in your career field that are positive, make sure you also scan that too. Scan people that are going to give you a better influence. Because believe it or not, many of us are falling into peer pressure without even knowing it because you want to do what other people are doing and what you think is them living their best life. Don't do it. Listen to God. He has better for you. He has greater for you. Make it your supreme passion to please him first. Seek first his kingdom and all this shall be added on to you. So I love you guys so much. I really do genuinely appreciate the audience, you listening. I hope this word inspired you. If you have, if you have fallen into that, bond, that bondage of peer pressure, um, I want to make this prayer to close it out. And I hope that God just releases you and frees you so you can be exactly who you are. Because guys, believe it or not, there's so many beautiful poets that are not writing. There's so many beautiful musicians that are not playing their instruments. There's so many beautiful singers that are not singing. There's so many people that have ideas of companies and applications, but they don't do it because they're tied to what other people want. Be free in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you so much for today's podcast. I thank you for this message on peer pressure. I know God is something that this generation is dealing with a lot as far as social media. So God, I just want to pray for their eyes. I want to pray for their hearts and their souls and their spirit. Whatever mental anguish, whatever purgatory they find themselves in, whatever daily struggle they find themselves in to try to please people, we just break that over them. Any soul ties right now in Jesus' name, we just end any generational curses that's trying to be uh, someone who's living in depression or addiction. God, we just break that right now in Jesus' name. And we just release least the word of healing to all those who need it tonight, Father. I love you, God. We appreciate everything you're doing for us. And we know, God, that this will be one more victory added to the long list of victories as your children. We love you, Jesus. And in your mighty name we pray. Thank you guys so much for being here at Hope Ministries. Tune in next for our next episode, which will be next week. I love you guys. Have a great day.